Cheers. To uh, a great week and uh, to a really good day today. And a kind of interesting story that we want to talk about that's that's been in the news recently, and uh, that's the the story of Andrew Tate and his brother Tristan. Yeah. Who have been arrested in Romania. Uh, and accused of a number of things. And this is, people are really interested in this story. And I, I thought there were a number of things that were interesting, especially considering a case that we recently worked on. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, it's uh, certainly, um, these allegations are extremely serious. Um, there is a base of evidence from social media, including his own website, where I think um, uh, there's a strength with respect to allegations about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't done himself a service by things he's posted or said. So let's describe who he is first. Yeah, why don't you why don't so, you give a description? And I just want to say this is a case before the courts in Romania. We're not taking a position one way or the other on it, but there are interesting facts arising from it about human trafficking that we're going to speak about a little yeah. bit more. And also like in terms of the actual Tate case, we're we're only able to access information as it's reported in the media. So yeah. we don't have any actual information from the court itself. So um so Andrew Tate, he used to be a kickboxer and uh and then he's now described on his Wikipedia page as an internet personality, which is intriguing to me because it there's a lot of hyperbolic material that's out on the internet from him, yeah. which makes him look kind of like a Howard Stern kind of character trying to appeal basically trying to get famous. And he presented himself as a cigar-smoking uh, playboy of some sort. And I think Howard Stern would object to any yeah, comparison might, between might, him and Andrew Tate uh, because his interviews are interesting and insightful yeah. and balanced and appropriate. These aren't. And <laughs> but inter- interestingly, though, like Tate was banned from a lot of social media platforms, yeah. and so he started some academy, and then he has a number of people, you know, hundreds of thousands apparently, who were paying to go to his academy, and then he got those people from the reports in the media, got them to go and take his most controversial clips and put them on TikTok, and TikTok is highly involved in, in you know, the story and whatever, put them on, on TikTok, and he went within the last eight months from very few clicks to being one of the most Google search people, actually being uh, you know above Donald Trump and Kim Kardashian, according to reports, more Googled than them. And, yeah, and that is, happened in a short is, time. Which is scary from a certain perspective, given what he's been saying on the number of these. And now he's been arrested for, yeah. the charges are. Yeah, so he's facing essentially um, what we typically call human trafficking, and they have human trafficking uh, legislation in Romania. So that's where he is. And he, I think he left, was it the UK, the UK. or the United, the UK yeah. to go to Romania because he felt he would have more liberty to behave the way he wanted to behave there and it didn't work out so well for him. Um, but in, in any event, he's charged with a number of very serious uh, allegations of human trafficking, essentially that it was an operation, an organized crime operation. Organized crime. Uh, and he's also accused of rape. Accused of rape, but the, the organization was with respect to human trafficking on the lever boy method, right. um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. But if I can just say this, just so it's always interesting because some of our viewers talk about and come from different jurisdictions. I mean, this is something we enjoy so much. So we're getting comments from people in Australia and Indonesia and so many places, and there's different uh, legal systems. So Romania, just so everybody understands, is a different legal system than Canada and the UK and different the United States. It, it's the civil code system, which originates back from ancient Roman times, and it's based on the uh, Romano-Germanic uh, system. So 
There's a bunch of codes. There are no jury trials. There's a single trial. There's a judge before a single, there's a trial before a single judge. And often you have prosecutors very heavily involved in the investigation after arrest, uh, making presentations to the court. And in this case, he's detained right now in what we might say is an investigative type of detention and he just lost an appeal to get out. So it's a different system so of justice. So he was originally detained for 24 hours, and then the prosecutor successfully applied to detain him for another 30 days. And they're seeking to now extend it, I think, and to 180 days. And he lost his appeal of that, yeah. Yeah, so it's a and different system. And the purpose system. that they gave was basically because they want to continue their investigation and not have to worry about him either trying to skip the country because he has a number of passports, um, or uh, him interfering with witnesses that they're trying yeah, to Yeah, which is something similar in Canada, so you know, when people are arrested here, they go up for bail. They may not be released from bail, on bail, because they could be A, a flight risk, B, influence people, or otherwise thwart the justice. So it's a similar it's a similar approach, but it's a completely different now, system. No, I originally took exception to this term, the, the lover boy, um, uh, what is it, uh, center, not center, method, the lover boy method. Because it sounds like, on the surface, this is just, oh, somebody falls in love with you, and if they don't feel satisfied at the end of the relationship, they can accuse you of somehow seducing them. But it's actually, it's been described about, there's a great article on the in The Insider um, in which TikTokers themselves have actually tried to clarify, you know, the seriousness of this. And when you look at it, Loverboy Method doesn't actually do justice to the seriousness of what he's being accused of. Yeah, that's an excellent point. It, it's an apt description, but it um, doesn't really give justice to what's involved. So. You know, typically this is a situation where um, there's a misconception generally about human trafficking cases where, um, you know, generally the public may think this is a person, the, the particular victim has been abducted from another country or lured, and then they're under extreme coercive uh, situation to perform in the sex industry. Whereas the majority of the cases come under this type of lover boy method where um, an individual, a male, will then befriend an individual, almost groom them, uh, pretend to fall in love with them, have a relationship with them, and then lure them in to work in the sex industry. And as soon as the person has gotten there, then they're kind of trapped in the situation. Yeah, but, for, uh, could be for a number of reasons. There's a very interesting quote in this article, actually. It, you know, and I'm assuming it's got quotation marks around it. Um, I haven't actually seen him say it himself on the video, but he's attributed as having said, my job was to meet a girl, go on a few dates, sleep with her, test if she's quality, get her to fall in love with me to where she'd do anything I say, and then get her on webcam so we, we could become rich together. And we're not sure, let's be careful, because this is yeah. just reported in the media, and that may or may not relate to the allegations he's facing in Romania. Well, he is, uh, I have actually read a little bit of detail so far that what he's charged with is running a webcam center. Yeah. In which he bragged online allegedly, that he was making $600,000 off yeah. of 75 girls. Right, but the particular complainants in Romania still have to be linked to that that overall statement, although it can be used as, yeah. as sort of evidence in general about the scheme he was and running. And there's certainly not 75 complainants. <laughs> no, there's so, not. Um, so, you know, it'll be his, his um, duty, basically, in his defense to try and show that this was a legitimate business of some sort. Well, it, de it depends. I mean, he can take a number of approaches. One, he can say, all this is hyperbole. This was just bullshit. I'm just shooting my mouth off. And these complainants, I, I, aside from their statements, there's no evidence, per se, with respect to my financial relationship with them. And typically, people who, who, who are involved... 
um, with these types of human trafficking operations. There's charges of living off the avails and other related what we call material benefit from these relationships. And, and interestingly though, like in Canada, there's an exception that if you charge uh, a reasonable standard rate for something, so say you're driving somebody around, but you're charging just a standard taxi rate, right. you're not guilty of anything. So but, good, elaborate on that a bit, because it's a good point. So you can actually assist somebody who's in Canada. They're, um, they're immune from prosecution for selling their own sexual services. And you can assist them by helping them do their taxes or um, driving them somewhere as long as you charge a standard rate. If you, because of the nature of the activity, you're charging an excessive rate and you're basically taking advantage of the fact that this is, uh, you know, some sort of, you know, illegal activity or sexual activity, then you're guilty of living off the avails. Right. So, you know, there can be a number of charges arising from this. But again, what, what what's interesting, and, and we've had a recent case that we've defended on a human trafficking case, which essentially falls under the the lover boy method. And the allegation did. The allegation yeah. did. And, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to say anything, but the evidence in our case was pretty thin. And the particular witnesses themselves uh, had had their own history of criminal activity, including um, within that industry. And so in our case, we've argued about something. And they had self-interest. They had yeah. self-interest, and we've argued about something called a Vetrovec warning. Which is the first time I've come across that, actually, because and, and I'm it's still how, learning everything. It's an interesting thing. It's where the court has to be very cautious about the evidence given by a witness where they, where they themselves can have a criminal record or another or otherwise conduct, which would bring their character... Have a personal interest in the outcome of the case. Yeah, or their conduct that shows the bias or other things. So, so this is what's interesting about this. So... This type of scheme is the more common scheme of human trafficking cases, but um, you can also have cases built on evidence where, and we're not talking about Mr. Tate himself, we're just talking in general and from what we've seen yeah. in our own cases, evidence built on simply a statement of a complainant and some other slim evidence like maybe hotel receipts, but nothing else. Right. In other words, there's no evidence of financial transactions. No, there's no flow of money. There's no um, real surveillance of anything. There's no TikTok there's no call logs. of somebody bragging about what they're doing. Yeah, there, but there's but there's no call logs. There's no, you know, nothing that you can follow by way of advertising. So it's, it's really an interesting issue that, um, you know, he may have much more evidence against him Although his lawyer is saying there's no evidence other than the complaints. Yeah, and he, he's statements. done a number of interviews saying that a lot of the things he says are taken out of context. So, right. you know, that's, it's possible that, that uh, you know, we're just meeting, reading media reports. So We don't know. I mean, it's going to play out in the court. Certainly there's a lot there which is problematic, but, you know, we'll leave that aside. But it, it, it's interesting because in, in, in the age of where people thought this is like an abducted person who is put into basically slave uh, being a slave in a sex industry, a lot of this follows this type of method, the love, the lover boy method. But coercion it, is more often the case than than actual abduction, like being kidnapped. Or and, and and sometimes even a, a, you know, if I can actually say this without getting in too much trouble, you know, even a lighter form of coercion where where something develops. Uh, but with consent, with the other person saying, yeah, no, I want to do this. Originally, but right. you have to be able to leave anytime you want to. Right. And so it's very difficult to, to draw those lines in defending these cases. And the evidence has to be pretty, pretty good about, you know, what are the elements that's establishing the control and the manipulation of the individual. But we have now seen some cases 
where the evidence is incredibly thin and you wonder whether somebody's bringing an allegation simply to blame this person to protect somebody else or simply as a revenge mm -hmm. because the evidence has been so incredibly thin and it's based on this type of method which they call the lover boy method i know it is kind of interesting in the Tate case though that um the whole thing from the reports seems to have started because not one of the women complained but one of the women's boyfriends made a report so it'd be interesting to see actually how this all pans out <laughs> but that you know that also can stem from the victims themselves not feeling that they have the power or the strength or are fearful of coming forward and that's very much a factor in there's one cases. other issue which I, I noticed was taking um, some some interest in uh, in terms of the the conversations online and that's that a number of his vehicles were frozen as assets and so there was a rumor that the vehicles are being used to fund the prosecution against him and that's totally not the case when when so we've had clients before whose assets were frozen can, oh, yeah. can you explain why they do that and and uh the effect it has so in in in, in cases involving uh, drugs or organized crime or human trafficking um the government will try and the prosecution will try and trace money uh, allegedly from an illegal operation into an asset could be a house could be a car could be a, um, a bank account, could be a post office box with jewelry or something in there. And if they're able to try and draw this trace from one point to another, then they can uh, unilaterally bring a court order to seize those assets and they seize everything. And it can be very debilitating to an accused to defend themselves because then they have to apply to free up money for you know, life activities. No matter how wealthy they are, they might suddenly have access to zero dollars to fund their defense. And then they have to bring an application to free up money for their defense, which you can do, um, but then also money for, you know, just simply being able to live. But it's scrutinized by the court and, in our, in our case in, in Canada, by the Crown's office. So it's a very powerful, powerful tool of the prosecution. And it happens often in these organized crime cases or drug cases, but often can be abused uh, in cases where there is very little evidence. And I've been involved in certain cases where the seizure of funds was really without a basis. So it's something that can be ripe for, for abuse. In his case, I mean, if if there's financial transactions, they should be able to trace it. If they can't, it's it's an issue. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out actually and, and actually getting some solid information on, on what it is the, the prosecution. Nobody knows yet what the prosecution's cases based on yet so but and you know what it's going to be interesting to follow it in, in another jurisdiction it'll be it'll be kind of cool to see how and there's it another, plays there's out another there. thing we want to talk about it's kind of connected to this we'll do that in another episode perfect cheers cheers